Welcome back to the Evolving Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm joined by the Evolving Wild Twins, Josh and Luke Youngren. How y'all doing tonight? Doing great, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing, doing phenomenal. On this Happy l- Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's a spook- spooky... Uh, Spooktacular occasion. <laughs> spooky edition of uh, the, the the podcast. It is which, spooky. Yeah. Which means it's we're spooky. turning off all our lights so that the children don't knock on our door. Yeah, the, there's children outside <laughs> our door who are walking by our house and weeping yeah, because they, we're not giving them free well, candy. Well, mostly, I don't know. We did th- So we did this last year because last year we did, at this time, we were doing the podcast on Sundays. And Halloween was on a Sunday, and now it's we're changed at some point last year to being on a Monday for the podcast, and Halloween is now on a Monday. So we're doing the same thing where we're downstairs. We turned off all our lights upstairs so that nobody would, you know, mistake our house as being a trick or tre- trick or treat friendly house. Um, I don't know. Do you do uh, Halloween at all? Do you hand out treats or anything or candy? I go trick or treating. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> still young. Sean's still seventeen. I stopped. I like- stopped. Honestly, I stopped really quickly. I was I hated it by the time I was probably in kindergarten, and then I think like maybe second grade was like my last year. I'm what? a very rational person. I think I'm just like you can just go to Walgreens and, and get the candy that way. Wow, you're you're like no, actually, no I, I don't have the spirit for it. I'm sorry. I did I did go to work. I dressed up as Matthew McConaughey today, which is just my normal outfit at this point, right? You just it's put like, your cowboy hat on, and so I have you know. a I have a shirt that says "All right, all right, all right." It's like a UT shirt. <laughs> Uh, oh, UT will mean different. Uh, University of Texas. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, my cowboy hat with my cowboy boots and my jeans and have my you Western seen, belt. Have you seen any movie that Matthew McConaughey has been in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Other than The Wedding Planner and uh, no, I'm just... what are the? Because he, yeah, he's got a lot of rom coms that he was in in like the late nineties or two thousands before he pivoted to kind right, of. He's the in more... the wedding. Yeah, that's the one with the the the. Uh, he it's separates... J Lo, right? No, yes, it's, yeah, wait. it's J Lo. He separates out the bl- the brown M and M's. He only eats the brown M and M's. What do you? What is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, don't you remember that? No, I mean, <laughs> this I've is seen like the... the one romantic. No, that's not true. This is like I've, one I've of seen... the few romantic comedies that I've actually like. I watched. Let me was see the wedding planner. What's your favorite Matthew McConaughey movie, Sean? Other than Interstellar, <laughs> my favorite like scene or like I don't know. You're, now you're like putting me on like a. I know. I'm. I'm just kind of sorry. I, I'm. 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 I'm doing a follow up from last uh, episode where you didn't know. We're who not the going to were. into movies because then you'll go down like the whole like <laughs> rabbit hole. So yeah, and he then... was in. Yeah, and then How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days is the other oh, yeah, one. That's that, right. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he in um, A Time to Kill? Uh, I don't, I don't think I've seen that movie. I haven't. Really? I don't think he was in that though. No, it's one of the better books I've ever read, and I feel really? like he was. I feel like he was in that. Um, he is. I don't. Yeah. Is he? Oh, it's the. Uh, yeah, he's the the lawyer. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I was, yeah. Okay. I, was, I have. Okay, so I, I have remembering correctly. I was thinking of a different movie. Um, I don't know it's what. It's a I, John Grisham. No. Yeah. Dude, he's in a Texas Chainsaw. Okay. I read Master that in like middle yeah, he's school. He's in the first Texas I was Chainsaw. Probably way too young for that. Okay. Anyway. But anyway, I do. I will say just to st- set the record straight, I love Halloween. Um, I love how spooky it is everywhere in the neighborhood. So Everybody spooky. gets into their Halloween decorations, and I love scary movies. So we watched with a friend a couple of nights ago. We watched Hellraiser two, Hellbound, Hellraiser, Hellbound, 2. Hellraiser two. We watched Hellraiser last Halloween. Uh, so they're very gross, very gory yeah, movies. They're disgusting movies, but they're great. I don't know, time. Sean. If you if you want to watch a good gory. I don't 80s. like gory movies, or I don't really like movies in general. Obviously, but I, don't, I don't really like. Gory it's not movies. okay. It's not well. It is pretty gory. But oh, it's, that's the definition. There's a lot of, of fake no, blood in it. Like if I'm gonna watch a movie, I want it to like you know have a dog in it or something that's not getting killed. <laughs> like Air Bud, I think that's like peak <laughs> cinema. Air Bud's great. I love Air Bud. <laughs> I mean, Air Bud was like uh, I that was one of the movies I watched all the time when I was. a you kid. You know the movie that I think got us into sports at the beginning. Not that we, well, we were playing sports. Angels in the Outfield. Oh yeah, you ever seen Angels in the Outfield? Also, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey is an Angel. Also, Outfield. Matthew McConaughey my favorite, is in that movie. My favorite baseball movie, at, at least as a kid, was Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, Sandlot is still one of Sandlot's my... the classic. Yeah, but it's so good though. It is. I think I don't know Rookie of the Year. Uh, I just liked. I like it better. Honestly, I would still put that. I wouldn't put I, it above Moneyball. Now I'm into Moneyball. I just love the iconic well, scenes in Moneyball. Well, it's such a it's such a great movie. Well, too. it's really well made. Yeah, but that's also the, like that's I mean, the but then there's I, Major League. Major League is Major so League good. is hilarious. Anyway, okay. Bull Durham's fantastic. Yeah, but, but I also haven't seen Angels. But it was like a movie that we had on VHS. Do you ever watch any VHS? 
back yeah. in the day, Sean. Yeah. So we're not too much older than you. Only like ten years or whatever. We're not ten years. Eight years. Is that how old? How much I think older? It's eight. We? I think it's eight. Um, you could yeah. say it's just eight. Yeah. <laughs> we had we, you know, we had Angels and Outfield on VHS, and I watched that thing. It was in like one of those clunky plastic cases. You remember that, Luke? It was like the Disney ones. All yeah. the Disney movies had those like plastic cases. They didn't have just like the cardboard slip over of the VHS. It was like a full open like and, a book. Thing. There's like some legit. The plastic like, cases were the best. Yeah. I mean, you they can't were, knock them. I wasn't really not. Were. I'm not knocking them. But it was like there were a lot of like hard hitting actors in that in that. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, in Angels in the Outfield, Tony Danza, Danny Glover, uh, Danny Glover, Christopher Lloyd, um, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt is like yeah. in it as a kid. Yep. Um. Anyway, bunch of bunch of people. Who else is in that that is well known? Uh, I just gone down a movie road. I don't know. Sorry. Anyway, so anyway, we we did Halloween. I I want to say that I stopped trick or treating when I was like maybe in like I think it was like ninth grade. It's like the last mm-hmm. time we went. Maybe no, we didn't go into. I think it was like maybe seventh grade. I don't know. But I, think I once remember we got into doing junior it. High, then it's no, like okay, I'm too old. We definitely did it one year, and then I remember. I just have a very vivid memory of being like, I think it was like maybe eighth grade or ninth grade, and being like, I am definitely too old for this. Like, because you would go and like the houses would start to like the people would start to look at you like with like some looks like you're you shouldn't be you're too old to be, you know. And there's the there's the great. Have you seen Have you seen Curb? Your enthusiasm, Sean. There's a great episode. I've where seen scenes of it, obviously. The the scene where Larry David refuses to give these high school girls like trick or treat like candy because they're too old. Um, I would love a, to see it. I don't think I've a, seen that one. It's a great scene, but that was kind of I I have a vivid memory of Halloween like in junior high, and I just was like, I don't think yeah. we went that long. No, see, I think that okay, we, it, doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't We're going matter. way off the rails here. It's we gotta, fine. It's Halloween. What, it's We're, having fun. Fun. We're, We're having fun. We're here. having fun. Yeah, it's so spooky. Fun but I was just saying that. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, you know, the listeners, they don't want to hear us talk, ramble about, you know, random stuff for 15, I don't know, maybe they do. Maybe yeah. We don't, you know, we just, who <laughs> knows? I, We're who, just having a good we, time. Should we transition to who's having the spookiest season? Oh, of- spooky. No. <laughs> who's having the spookiest season? Mm. Sean immediately shoots that down. <laughs> he says, it's just no. that it's been rough out here, that's all. I think, who? how would you define a spooky season in hockey? Like, what does that even look like? I don't like know. Like? That'd like, be like. Um, I think there's a couple ways that you could do it. I think there's like a couple definitions you could have. Well, like spooky. I don't. I don't like the word spooky. Why? It's a great word. Yeah. It just feels too. Maybe the most terrifying season. Who's having the most terrifying season? I'd terrifying say Terrifying seasons. The Leafs. Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. No. Not anymore. Fleury's, Fleury's. He's bounced. He's bounced back a little bit the last. Like couple seriously games. though, like I don't. Maybe I just didn't watch Fleury back when he played for the P- Penguins, like when he was in his prime. But like he is like a terrifying goalie to watch. Like if you're like a fan of the team, like he just is completely all over the place. It was funny because the Blackhawks and Wild played compared to all these goalies that you've watched on the on the Wild now. Like yeah, okay, like, but I'm talking Alex about they're, like, they're okay. So that was Stay, what I was saying. Okay. Staylock, yeah. No, got- that's exactly what I was going to say. Was that Flurry and Staylock played each other yesterday last night? And it was so funny because I remember watching Staylock, and I remember when he was on the Sharks, you know, because he's he's like one of the few goalies from Minnesota, like because that was always the thing I used to see is that there's not a lot of goalies, professional like NHL goalies who've come from Minnesota, um, and so Staylock was, and then I remember watching him because I was like, oh, cool, he's from Minnesota, and then he'd just go, he's just reckless at, with playing the puck, <laughs> like just going when like there's no reason and you really shouldn't play the puck, Staylock, and he just was like, oh no, like, here we fun. go. But the thing is, yeah, with, it is with fun. Flurry is that he has his moments where he's also like really good in like his kind of wild ways. So it's it's funny. I don't know. It's it's I, back to the spooky. Is so the spooky <laughs> conversation is is it just the bad the bad players? Is that just well? That's what I was trying to say. So terrifying. I think spooky is like. The, the way I would define it is probably more like uh, – so at this point in the season, like there's just the chance for something to go wrong or something bad yeah. to happen. That's, that's why I would – if, if we're putting like a – and yeah, I would definitely go with the Leafs just it's gotta be under the, the microscope more than Vancouver. I think the – it's always a Canadian. It's always a Canadian market because yeah. there's way more attention on them. Yeah, it's true. And you have two that are like doing like exceptionally poorly compared to expert expectations. And well, it's not like the Canucks were supposed to be like leading the Pacific, right? They I were think like they had spo- higher expectations. Well, like, yeah, significantly yeah. higher expectations. They probably were hoping stuff. for like you know bubble playoff team, 
But Which the, who knows? There's but still the time. Leafs were like projected to be, you know, they are still projected to be well, they one. Were, of, they were the second highest in our projections. Yeah, right? like one of the best teams in the league. I think so you could also go the route of that. The team. What was the? It was the Down Goes Brown tweet last night that I just audibly laughed at. Was basically like the Leafs do look. They look like they're scared when they're playing. Yeah, re- they did recently. look terrified. So they, you could say that they're the most spookiest. They're the spookiest. <laughs> they're the they most spooked. spooked. They look the most spooked. <laughs> it's this weird. It's the first time I've ever bothered just to say it. Well, it's the first time I felt it. It's like the team's very soft right now, and uh, yeah, I think it's hard to define that. But I can think I know what you're kind of saying. Well, like I well, think they that... just don't battle for pucks. Yeah, ever. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Well, here's the tweet from from uh, uh, Down Goes Brent. Leafs playing absolutely terrified hockey against one of the worst teams in the league, just openly <laughs> begging to get to overtime at this point. <laughs> and they did. I mean, we were watching, and it was like uh, after. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, we did. We did flip on the game because I saw that they went down to Anaheim. So like I, it's funny because like I like our <laughs> the early season this year has been just like really rough for game prediction models, at least for for our stuff. Um, but even compared to like the log loss from last year, like it's just. And I think the Leafs have a pretty big. You know, Philly did destroyed some 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 game predictions <laughs> early. Um, well, and then the other, there's been some teams that I think are going to be bad, but have had like yeah. a pretty good strategy. Like Chicago is another Chicago, one. Chicago, yeah. Like, which Chicago has actually been kind of surprising to me because like it's not like I think they're good, but they're they look better than I was expecting them to look. Now I don't think that's sustainable, but it's like the, that team or now the Coyotes have not. They've been just oh great. Yeah, Coyotes the, have been yeah great really. for the prediction model. Yeah, um, for the most part. But, yeah, uh, but uh, and but, then uh, the Wild, the Wild too have had some games where like because they lost to was it the senators no no they beat the senators they had a game that they were really favored in that they lost um and i'm forgetting who it was uh i don't remember i don't remember but Can it, they um, beat the canadians no anyway but on another note the it was so funny the blackhawks i did never heard of this player kachuk <laughs> have you heard, never of heard of him no, no i hadn't either the, um he was in the hagel trade wasn't he I, well, if he was, I didn't know because I'd never heard his name pronounced before. But it's I, yeah. like there's a Kachuk and a Kachuk. It was funny when it in first, the NHL. At first, it was like we were watching the Wild broadcast and they said that name, and I was like, "Wait, I was like, is Lapanta saying his name wrong?" I was like, "I was like, is it wait?" And then I was like, "Is there another Kachuk brother in the league?" And then it looked at his jersey and it was like, "It's a you guys different." Embarrass me. No, I. <laughs> so what's Look, been I funny didn't... is we've had this thing in among the fantasy league that we're in. We're in with a bunch of our friends, most of whom don't follow hockey, and so we. But now, they've gotten super into this, and so now we have our friends who have historically not been involved in hockey or watching at all, who are now super into it. I think because they find it kind of funny that they're they're um, you know battling Luke and I, who do this kind of you know for our, our our job now. But now on the flip side is that we hear all of the mispronunciations of all of our friends. So it's like I and it's it's funny because I don't know Sean if if I've ever heard you, you probably just don't say a player's name if you don't know how to pronounce it because I don't feel like I've ever heard you mispronounce a name on here. Um, no, I mean, one... we can we can roll up some names <laughs> oh, and no. have you try to pronounce them. <laughs> there was one one person I I, I remember I couldn't re- you know what is that the... Sean said wrong. Um, uh, I probably said a yeah. few like incorrect. no you have. You have. I was. We just, just don't. You, you just don't. We just don't give you shit for it. Like you give us shit for it. Is like or like I've heard of this player. It's like I. Oh, I just had a good No Country for Old Men reference. It, they don't, it's not going to work. I know it's not going to work. We already established this last year. I can't. Last my week. good references. Our what Cohen when Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> says like, uh, when when uh, what's her? I never mind. I'm not yeah, going to go it. But, so um, back on the ducks though for a second. I was thinking about this last night. Wait, we are on the ducks. Are yeah. About oh, the okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling. I was really high on John Klingberg. I was Were thinking, you? like, yeah. get him out of Dallas, get him in a new situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'll be good again. And I think I've watched the Ducks. Probably the third. They're probably the third most team I've watched so far, which is just fascinating, I guess. But they did an East Coast trip. They played the Leafs, obviously. They played the Bruins, obviously. Um, who did I watch him against? Like the Rangers. I've watched them a few times now, and I feel like John Klingberg's looked awful. <laughs> and then you guys, <laughs> Rapham was also was also dropped today. It was. This, this ties it in as well, and like it's just a dead anchor, <laughs> red as can be on expected goals against for sixty. Yeah, like for- the defense has been atrocious. Like he made a few plays last night where I was like, oh my god, like this is looking this is looking really rough. 
and yeah, yeah I, I feel like I, this is kind of failing. Yeah, I was looking at our XGAR leaders. Now, just to be clear, this is like, I did it, we're about- it, These three, are wicked, wicked small. Yeah, it's wicked early, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the first time I've used that word in a long time, ever. Was, like, I've never, anyway. Uh, but yeah, he is the, the worst player on Anaheim by our XGAR model. Kling, Klingberg is? Klingberg is. Um, now, granted, that's like nine games, so and we're about three weeks into the season, which is about when we release the Rapham Gar and Xgar models, as we've said before. Um, so, still very early, um, but yeah, I think it's been kind of interesting. Um, it's always interesting to see the kind of early season narratives, like we talked about last, I think last week, about we're just kind of in this like zone of. You know, it's just kind of free for all. Like everybody, just kind of, you know, you just kind of sit back and enjoy it and watch because there's not really any, you know, analysis to be done on this early of uh, a season. But now we're kind of getting into it, so it's funny. I've been hearing all these rumblings about Rasmus Dahlin this season and everything, and then I look and he's like, "Yep, he's showing up pretty, looking pretty good in the uh, in the early well, some, season." Some of it is like stuff like that. Like he's he's has a high shooting percentage right now. Yeah, look at this four check. Look at. Tage Thompson, holy! <laughs> I feel like why is go- Tage Thompson? This is we were talking about this before. I always have something <laughs> on on the TV, and tonight it's the Sabers game, and this is the first time I watched the Sabers this year. Not on brand, off brand. Well, you guys watch them. I've never really watched them. I think this is a milestone for for uh, Jeff Skinner. By the way, they got the puck. What do you but, mean? But like, he, Jeff Skinner just scored. I think it's second in the night, and. It was off a nasty uh, forced turnover and assist by Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson's looked good, and of course Alex Tuck. Like this, this team. Honestly, people should start watching the Sabers. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. And, and Rasmus has looked pretty good tonight as well. I'm just fascinated. I really, uh, I'm. I've been sitting over here fascinated. I know you guys have been watching my face. Uh, yeah, Sean, this is a classic, um, you know, Sean, because uh, the last two, we haven't had, Sean hasn't had games on the last I know. two times we've done a podcast, I don't think. He's been completely... It's a, throw, it's a throwback to last season. I know, he's been completely uh, dedicated and focused on the podcast, and this week Holy he's... Holy shit, Dolene. <laughs> yeah, he's... Let's see. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... I haven't looked at, like, every team for... No, no, Dolene is absolutely crushing it on yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, but let's see. That's now, a... on the flip side, Owen Power... Has yeah. been has off been off to a rough start. Now there's a couple rookies I think that have, like Mason McTavish also is off to a really rough start by some of the stuff. Marco well, Rossi has not looked good. Oh, granted, I think that you can maybe point that uh, a little bit more at the at the way he's been utilized so far. But also it's it's the Wild have been. He a has, little bit he's weird. just looked super timid, like and yeah. still like basically but terrified. Again, of- like what Luke said is that these are really early. Like I think at most, like what is I don't know. There's like players who have like I don't even think there's is there maybe there's a player who's gotten who has like two hundred yeah two hundred minutes. Some of the defensemen, but it's still yeah. like if you look at like a full season, and we used to historically we wouldn't run these models until like December sometimes. Like yeah. I mean, so like it it really does now. This is kind of more just based on you know the past four or five years, uh, but usually we wait until like I kind of say that you can kind of start to maybe draw some conclusions or make some like kind of assertions about of how a player's played after like twenty five maybe thirty games in a season. Seems to be like where the point that things kind of stabilize a little bit. And like it's, four, I'm not saying four hundred five hundred minutes. Yeah, something like that. It's like around maybe six hundred. Like I mean, that seems to be and it's. Now, ideally, with a lot of these models, especially Gar, it's we kind of want even you know like multiple seasons. To, but that's kind of more from a true talent standpoint if you're trying to evaluate you know. But at that point, things can change. But in general, I think that it's kind of funny when you know we we put these out there because I think people like to look at it. I think the other thing, like Luke said, is people like to fo- I and me as well. I like to follow along as games progress, and it's really easy in the early season to see like. After seven games, if a, if a player had a really good game, you can kind of see how that's impacting their evaluation from this, and it also gives people the ability to follow along with how players are progressing in a given season. Um, and so, I think it's important to know that we're still really early, but you know, it's not early. It's not too early for us to say that like Jack Hughes is having a great year already, right? Or Brett, right? The the Devils are the best team in the league, is what I'm trying to get. At. <laughs> Who, for the most part, are like leading the league and or leading in a lot of like our rapper models, for instance. Well, it's funny because last year I did, um, I don't know how popular these are, but I did the team rapper charts, which people it's just under the rapper charts section. I forgot about those, yeah. And so, like, I was looking and I but I did them midway into the season, so 
I didn't do it so early. And if you pull up the devils, it's just like purple, like bars, you know, <laughs> like the devils, <laughs> it's just purple bars the whole way, all maxed out. Cause like, first of all, I think that it, they've been having some pretty easy opponents in certain, like they did. We talked about this last week. They had some pretty easy opponents, but it's basically yeah, like, did they really take advantage of them? Um, uh, well, I think so. I mean, if but you... it's the thing is that they just absolutely destroyed Columbus last yesterday. Like, Whoa. well, we said. I mean, I tweeted about this too, but uh, I think um, I had. Uh, well, I saw this on Twitter earlier in the afternoon because I wasn't watching the Devils at that time. We, I think, I had to run some errands or something, and um, <laughs> there was. Uh, I think they had a plus five point nine xG differential in the game. And which basically after looking, CJ Totoro had been noting that he thinks that was the, he was like, I think that this is the second highest XG differential for a team in a game behind this other game, which is a Vegas Anaheim game. And I saw that and I was like, God damn it. I forgot about that game. Cause it's <laughs> one where there was a goalie shift error and the end of the game, all of these shots were counted as empty net shots. And it's like inflated the XG for that one game, like an incredible amount. And, and and I, it never got fixed. And for I some just reason. completely, I don't know how I forgot to update when, it. But when anyway, Luke mentioned this, it was funny. I was like, Oh, that's that game Anaheim Vegas from 2019. Cause I have a lot of like filters in my R scripts that like that filter that game out. So, cause it, it was just like a mess at the time. And it never kind of went, it, I don't think it ever, it was like, I don't remember exactly why. It was just a nuisance to fix, and it was old, so it's like kind of didn't really matter too much. But. Well, and it's also, it's just, it, it, it wasn't impacting like any of the relevant metrics that we use because a lot of this stuff, almost all of our metrics do not include shots at an empty net, which is something that I've been wanting to add is like an a, a ability to, for people to filter to like skater and team stats like when they're like uh, they have their goalie pulled or they're defending a goalie pull. Um, but I just haven't been, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, but anyway, so they, I, I checked and that game is a clear, it's an error or it's a bug. And so they did the Columbus or New Jersey had the highest single game XG differential in a, in a, in a game regular season since 07, 08. And it almost seemed like Vegas was about to do a, a kind of get close last night as well against, yeah. uh, uh, Winnipeg, right? But then, somehow, uh, <laughs> how Connor Hellebuck, like, just was like, you know, holding the entire team up. Yeah, you know, well, and, just, and you have a game like that for Hellebuck, and then he all of a sudden just shoots to the top of the goalie guard leader. Yeah, which I think he's like ahead of everyone right now. Which yeah, is, I mean, not, him and Carter Hart are up there right now. I think, yeah. And then, so it's just I was kind of yeah. Ottinger and Ottinger, I yeah, but he's Sorokin. He's and, injured now a little bit. I think um, I just saw that today. For Ottinger is yeah, Ottinger's out for like a week. They're going to reevaluate in a week, yeah. which is actually kind of unfortunate because he's been really, really good. I know. Now as this year. Like, where it'd be really cool, you know. I, I don't know. Just get some new new faces in the uh, in the Vesna Vesna Trophy. You know, consideration would be kind of fun. Um, has Shesterkin not been? shesterkin has been. I look. I actually looked today. He's like I don't know. Um, top 20 right now but it's like he's still positive but again yeah. like, this is so early so like there's still so much stuff yeah. to happen and, like goalies and players go through these stretches of like six or seven you know eight games of maybe potentially playing under the where they we should expect them and then they completely rebound which is like kind of what's happening with like you know the bad i guess the teams that have performed poorly like right now i don't expect austin matthews to be like close to replacement level by the end of the year you know for he's instance. not close to the replacement well level. i think x car he has not looked particularly good but again Huge caveat here. It's mostly this. I think that you could maybe say that you. I think, and I've read this. Is I Matthews has been really, really good from a um, like ge- like shot kind of generation and and suppression more or less. But I think some of the other stuff is not there. But again, this is so early. Um, but yeah, I was going to say just back to the Devils. It's kind of funny because I just have this pulled up about how they they've played their games have been yeah, Philly, Detroit, Anaheim, and Islanders, San Jose, Washington, Detroit again, and then Columbus and or <laughs> yeah. Colorado and Columbus. So. They, I think, of those, the teams that are probably maybe like probably playoff teams are like Colorado and then Washington, probably, um, and like yeah, every so. other one is maybe one that's going to be fighting for a spot in the playoffs. So it's like they've really been they've really benefited from uh, playing uh, a very pretty you know easy schedule. Now, what is their record? Are they f- uh, five? Something I don't even know. Six, three and one or something. I think so. Yeah. I honestly I don't pay attention to records this early in the season, so I'm like. So yeah. like you could say that they're you know like they are. I guess they've they've lost. Did they lose to? Col- no, they beat Colorado, didn't they? 
Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But so anyway, handedly. I know it was, it was, and it's like, I don't know. It's been fun to watch the devils. I think, you know, we're also, I guess the, the thing that we're missing here is that we also were as people who follow the podcast and our, our stuff know that we were higher on the devils than a lot of people. So it's been kind of fun to watch them be this good, but also they still have problems in goal. Um, I think that they still have like, you know, especially when they get yeah. into kind of a, a tougher stretch in their schedule. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they fare, but I mean, the, you know, their overall core of like, you know, Hughes, Brad Hamilton's seems to be Tatar, I think. Tatar, is, oh, Tatar has been really good. Um, so it's like what we predicted for last season is kind of what's happening. It just took a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it just for, took, it took a little and, bit for it to kick in. And like, you know, just like the Habs three years ago, when it took them a little bit to become complete, the juggernaut. No, <laughs> yeah, for for a quarter of the season, Sean is looking completely just astounded over here. You should have saw this Tage Thompson goal. Oh my! He God. scored again. Yeah, like off a toe drag, off of entry. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Granted, against Robert Hag, but <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you have the puck so to sit down. Wow. wow. Well, you know the Sabers. There it is. Yeah, Sean's favorite new favorite new yeah. t- player. Favorite player. I feel like this is this has been a really fun season though. There's a lot of parody. Yeah. Not yeah, a lot of parody, but it's been it's been a very um, <laughs> there's been a lot of surprises. I think um, some surprising starts. I think Eric Carlson coming back to life. I, I know revival. Wait, he was pretty good last year though too. Like he was. Or, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it took him a little bit longer to come back from injury than yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I always, I always loved Eric Carlson. He was, you know, he was one of the one of the early prime you know, Eric Carlson in Ottawa. Was. Oh yeah. Well, he was one of like the original kind of uh, like stats guys, kind of back in the day. I think it was like wasn't you know, there a whole like debate about his plus well, minus or his on ice goal yeah, differential, yeah. meaning that he wasn't he wasn't actually that good because his on ice goal differential That's was some not of the classic good. like debates from like yeah. the mid twenty tens or whatever. Yeah. Um. But no, it was because and a lot of it is granted. A lot of the stats people back in the day were and still kind of are were originated as Senators fans. So a lot of the Senators players are the ones that kind of well, got brought up. It was very. If we want to go like all the way back into the days and where I find it's like interesting with themes, it was like almost at one point, like the analytics theme was almost like offensive that quote unquote, like offensive players were more underrated, if you will. And like Eric Carlson obviously was a generational offensive defenseman. I think he had like a shorter peak of it, but like was quite something when he was in Ottawa. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. I think a little bit in the in the how the past has changed. I think some of that. I mean, maybe it's a little bit biased towards me. Is that the thing that got us a lot more into the hockey stats kind of back in the day was the defensive side of stuff, which people know because we watched <laughs> the Wild forever. And so I wanted to kind of look into why you know some of the Wild players were still good or what or were good or whatever as well. So I don't know. It's yeah, but. I we're probably getting close to a break here. Anyway, um, full disclosure: we had a little bit of technical difficulty, so I'm I'm uh, trying to recover here. There's uh, a lot on of pressure the fly. with editing. It's like <laughs> the first time. I know. I'm just flailing podcast. around <laughs> in the water. I'm I over think that here. Worked. The whole time I'm talking, I'm just thinking, "Oh shit, I'm going to have to edit this. How am I going to, you know, edit this?" Well, <laughs> well no, no, I think I would like to, you know, can we take credit for uh, a shift to the defensive side of things? Trying to, oh, you know, I think a little bit. Although, there's yes, also, but it definitely had its growing pains. Too. It had its oh, growing well, pains. Yeah, and of for, course but it did. The, for a long time, though, it was like the it was the people. I think, and this is, I think, can still be true, but it's that, like, you know, that idea of like an offense is a good, you know, the best offense is the best defense, or whatever. Like, no, you good can, defense good, is a good offense. Yeah, whatever a- you call it, you know, like that, that was, I think, for a while was one of the big kind of selling points of analytics. It's like, well, if you can keep the puck, you know, if you can be generating shots in offense, that means your opponent is not, which is still true, but it's not the full picture, I don't think. I don't know. We could ramble about this for ever, and I'm a little thrown off because I, I mean, I have to edit this later, so we'll have to figure out uh, it's where okay, we're at. It's okay, bro. This is like my, one of my favorite topics, though. What? So it's a, what is? It's honestly, I don't really believe in, I guess, traditional offense and defense. I think we've been over this even on the podcast. Yeah. And I never got around. I was going to write up this whole my whole theory behind it, and I just never got around to it. Well, there's plenty of time this year. Yeah. I saw like my the start of my draft. It's like 500 words deep. I think. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I was gonna go on forever. Like, I you should see the XCAR article I have in the works. <laughs> Sean right has now. really dropped that. That it's been a while. I did, I did drop it. that, but it's I don't know. It'll be with, with I, the struggles of the Leafs. I just kind of. I'll yeah. need to. I need to fig. I need to finish it. I still do. How many times have I said that? Oh God. 
Well, you just, we just got the, we got all the models out uh, and rolled out for this year, so now it's a perfect time, bro. You got some time. You can. Well, it was you know, just stressful with this, all the site updates and get all the R package updates and everything. You know, look, you don't always... you don't need to make excuses. There's this is no time for excuses. <laughs> do, I, do I go? I did notice that, and then we'll go to break. But I, I opened up our studio for like the first time in a few months today, <laughs> and it asked for the updates. Should I update? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so, if you don't have like the only thing for us is that we have things in production, right? So like, if I update a package on my local machine, I'm starting it, everything. I'm starting everything from scratch. I'm I, I would say yeah. If, if you don't have anything that relies on it, then yeah, I would update all packages and try to and your R version. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely do that. Well, your R version first, it was and funny. then you update we, the packages. I we had yeah. been working in an R Studio version that I thought was up to date because when I clicked on like updates, it said up to date, but it was like a year and a half old. And so it was like glitching out a little bit, and I just thought that that was something that was like a problem with my computer or like my multiple monitors. Um, but then after I updated our studio, it was all fine, and it was mo- that was the mostly the reason why. So you should, yes. What a great topic to to end I on know. here on our first part. You know, for the VR studio one day, I, we'll, we'll sponsor I love the podcast. I wonder how many what what percentage of our listeners have used or downloaded our studio? You think? I think it's like less than five percent. Yeah, maybe less than ten. It's great if you want to go in ten percent, probably. Probably, yeah, yeah, right. five to ten percent. Maybe we're being generous with, yeah, maybe with that. But anyway, we should go to break. Yeah, take us to break, Sean. We'll see you on the other side. All right. Well, we have a brand new sponsor this week. No, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back after after this short message. The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL goals above replacement, regularized adjusted plus minus, skater contract projections, visualizations, charts, and much more. Visit Evolving-Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. Thank you so much to our sponsor for that lovely message. Now we'll continue our talk, and hopefully we won't have any sort of technical difficulties yeah. this time around. All I think, all things considered, we don't we 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 don't have too many of them. No, you know, and you know, speaking of Nino Niederreiter, <laughs> uh, he's been having a very so, solid. We weren't start speaking to the, of Nino Niederreiter to the Predators. <laughs> for the Predators, we, we were we were uh, before we started recording. We were reminiscing about some some classic one for one trades, I suppose. Yeah, the Nino Nino for Victor Rask. Victor Rask trade. Yeah, the infamous. But I was going to say I was I was bummed that uh, Nino didn't sign with the Wild, so he could come back but he's you know i think that we probably talk about the predators the least amount of any team is that true maybe the capitals so we went through this last year i do think we we said something about the predators but well yeah remember well no you know what i think you guys picked the penguins yeah i think so yeah because like they get covered a lot and yeah i think the penguins or the capitals seem like the ones that at least i personally am the least interested in like i think that it's been a little bit more with the penguins maybe the blues the blues also no. I don't know. Well, we remember last year we had this thing, at least in the start of the season, where we each each like we had a, a, a list of teams that we needed to cover. So oh, we yeah, checked right. them off kind of, right? So we haven't there's a couple there's probably a few teams we haven't like addressed. Like the Jets. Have we well, I guess we talked about Hellebuck, right? Yeah. So I talked I, I mentioned Hellebuck. Well, yeah. Maybe next episode we should do like a round table of thirty two teams. We should just go teams? through like a go year, through them all. Go through like a, a quick summary of how each year how their year has gone which i feel like is i mean really that's kind of a... to go through 32 teams and like well i saw to the do Fried... like two minutes a pop well i saw friedman is is ending the 32 thoughts right or like the yeah the, the article the article so that's kind of that had to have been awful he said something like he will just like skip a night of sleep to get the article oh. out which i could oh. imagine honestly I mean, how many words was it each? And then like, was it, it was weekly? getting like low quality. Like he said, like it, it was like losing its quality. See, now I haven't has, read like, it in a bit. Do. They record so I, like three times a week too. I know. Well, and it's funny. I I think it's hard. Like I I I have the utmost respect for podcasts that record that often because it's hard. It's hard to find. You know, I guess if you're super keyed in on like every like element of like the league and like there's always topics to talk about and to like discuss um, that don't necessarily we don't necessarily get into. But yeah, it's a uh, so yeah, I, that's kind of a fun idea. Let's do that now. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I don't know. We, but we would be. We'll this, see, I'm not sure how long that would take. It would probably take a while. What if we went what, through two each minutes of the teams? on every team? 
Yeah, so that would well, be I mean, an, an hour, hour and, and four <laughs> yeah. minutes. That'd be like we wouldn't really be getting to anything so, like any substance there. It would just be like a really quick overview, and nothing would be interesting. I know. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's the problem. That's the tough part about about trying to cover a league like in general, right? It's like yeah, you just end up naturally you're going to gravitate to certain teams, and you're going to gravitate the to the ones that honestly just get the most attention anyway. Yeah. You know, which is like... What well, is a bit of like a snowball effect why the Leafs get kind of talked about a lot of the Canadian ones is that, that well, that's what a lot of the media is talking about. And well, so also, then... I, w- I will say that, um, you know, as if, if you're like, you know, a quote-unquote content creator and you're trying to get seen, right, uh, tweeting about the Leafs is probably your best way to do it. Like, it's like, you know, I'm not going to lie that probably some of our most popular tweets are about the Leafs. Well, actually, like, I that's think, just, yeah. like, how it is. You know? Now it's been, I think that, you know, I was kind of joking with this uh, between, in, like, in our little break between here with a friend about, uh, you know, we just we just tweet, for us, it's the Sabres content. It's all those Sabres fans. I just had a tweet that just was the Sabres, you know. Yeah, because they're winning. They're beating the Red Wings right now. Yeah, I think there's are. You can saturate a market. Like, I think Toronto's probably saturated, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you had, like, a, like, I think... You naturally sort of gravitate. It'd be really cool. Like you naturally sort of gravitate to like the popular teams that aren't like oversaturated. Because I don't think we talk about the Leafs like too too much on here. No, no. Well, I try not to tweet or talk as much about the Leafs because it's but, like everyone's you know, already. Like I, I think like there are certain teams that can start to get a good amount of coverage on you know, with national stuff that that I would like say like is kind of in between markets are like not as strong as like a toronto for example i think we don't necessarily talk about them all that much but i do think markets do gravitate towards like talking about pittsburgh yeah yeah example well it's also i think when you have players like crosby you know when you have like those type of caliber players like who've been with the same club for so long i think that makes the storylines a lot you know there's a lot of history there and it's you know you kind of get a lot of attention especially like an ovechkin or you know crosby you know, even Bergeron, you know, these big, like Lundqvist. With well, Lundqvist, well, Boston's, you know. like a, Boston's a top five market, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not but, top five in terms of great. Bad joke. Bad, bad, no, st- stone face. <laughs> it's a stone face. But anyway, back to the Predators. I was just saying that Nino is currently doing, he's leading the, the Predators in our XCAR model. Now, again, this is very early, but. Um, you know, Roman Yossi having a little bit of a rough start as is Mikhail Granlund, but, uh, you know, early, but yeah, it's cool to see. I, you know, Nino is, I mean, as people probably know, Nino was one of our favorite players for when he played for the wild. So it's always, uh, it's always fun to see. I always just really enjoyed watching Niederreiter play. I thought he, he's a, you know, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, so it's, you know, fun to see, fun to see some early results, uh, that way. I'm not even sure. Where are the Predators in the standings? I don't even know. Well, I was just looking at the standings to see, like, right now, who is currently out of a playoff spot and in a playoff oh, the spot. The Predators are 3-5-1. and one. So, yeah, they've had a little bit of a rough start. We already they got beat wild. the Sharks twice. Like, since coming yeah. back to North America. <laughs> I know. It's been, uh... Well, the Sharks had it, <laughs> uh, had, it, had it a little rough, uh, you know, with uh, losing their first four games, like, before any everyone else had played or whatever, which is kind of silly. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I think that like just looking at the at the at the standings, I think like maybe the most surprising to me is the Golden Knights bouncing back so hard, like so strong this year. Yeah, I mean, I think that to be honest, I feel like that's kind of been undercovered. I think a little. Yeah, bit. I haven't heard well, people say that, but with how much you know, shit are they so went through big for them last. Oh, year, I know. Though. Yes, but yeah, then yeah, everybody yeah. was, was just like celebrating the demise of the Golden Knights last year. Like, oh, imagine if they didn't make the playoffs, like, lol, and because they were, you know, of the Jack Eichel trade and then the pick turning into a first round. I think that's that's what happened, right? Like, they they had a conditional pick in the Eichel trade that they had sent, so they lost, like, their first... Or, is that what happened? I don't know. I, I don't can't know. remember. Anyway, I, I can't even remember. But, yeah, I think, I mean... Golden Knights have been uh, very, you know, very well, strong. And, and, Hurricanes, but that's not surprising. No, I mean, well, the return. I think one of the things is uh, Shea Theodore kind of back to yeah. form because he had a real. I don't know where Petrangelo is this year, but like both of them were re- had really rough years last year. Yep. And I just at least early Shea Theodore has kind of been back to where because he was for several years like the one of the go to kind of like stats guys, you know, for oh, a yeah, defenseman, top- um, you know, and. Uh, 
so I think seeing his kind of return to form and also just they, you know, they've gotten also some really good goaltending too. I think from you know Logan Thompson, who yeah, <laughs> um, I think was very maybe surprising, not expected to necessarily be that good. Um, but uh, well, I don't think so. I don't remember hearing anything about no. him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. So, but the other one, I, I, and I, you know, Colorado being 500 right now is also I think kind of uh, surprising. Yeah, um, the Central in general, although I don't think the Central is supposed is like I wasn't expecting them to, to be well, that they were, great. They were like, definitely going to be the worst division. Yeah, but they're really pretty bad. Like. Like, oh, yeah. You know, Arizona, obviously, we haven't really even chatted about Arizona, but their early season metrics are starting to kind of make me want to, you know, they're, they're on watch for one of the worst seasons of all time, I, I think, right now, which we are already knew. But also, like, you know, Nashville and Minnesota and the Blues and Colorado are all at 500 or below. Um, and Chicago being in third, you know, right now <laughs> at 4, 3, and 2. Uh, is a, I, I think even for me is a it's, little it's honestly hilarious how like some of the I think the, well Tampa was a little bit lower because Tampa's a little odd but the top two and the standings projections for like the start of the year have, have started off a little rough right with yeah. the Maple Leafs and the and the Avs then Tampa hasn't started off that great no like there there's a fair mix of Granted, only one of them gets covered in depth, but like there's a good, there's a good mix of like good teams that are kind of struggling a little bit out the gate. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because like there there are a few teams that we like thought were going to be good who are good, like Boston, Florida. Um, I think uh, you know we kind of like the the Devils. I don't think we like them. Well, I don't know the Met the Metro is also well. The Metro is still, but the Flyers being five two and one right now is also very well. Yeah, um, they're they're sitting at a thirty eight point seven percent Corsi four percentage at five on five, and they're like five two and one. Did you, you see know, the Carter. John Tortorella? Well, yeah, you saw the John Tortorella oh, yeah. comments. Yeah, the analytics. I, I, I liked your comment. I liked your the stomach <laughs> comment, and then I followed it up with my stomach likes. Um, garbage plates and poutine <laughs> therefore I do not trust it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just. You know, we've seen this story play out many, many times where a team is going on a crazy, you know, PDO bender or whatever you want to call it, where goaltending and shooting percentage are way above what is sustainable and their underlying shot metrics are just completely trash. And, you know, it's like the that the the legendary avalanche team with the, uh, you know, they they play like what is it? The. the, the way what they what they do well uh, results in a high PDO. Yeah, right? Patrick Wah had like his comments that year too, and it was like yeah, which was yeah Nathan McKinnon's rookie year, I think, and then they lost. No, no, no. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. Four, that was uh, the, the year they lost to the the Wild in the first round. It might have been a sophomore year, but I think it was the year bringing after. it full circle where Nino with the game seven <laughs> game seven overtime winner uh, in the first round to send the Wild to the next round and yeah. beat the Avalanche, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of funny when you look at some of these. I mean, this is early season hockey, right? It's like you're going to have um, very kind of odd results, especially with the Flyers. Um, and then I think some teams like the Maple Leafs have had, you know, as we've said, very surprisingly poor but, starts. Right, what, what's funny, I think, team. is it, it, there's a different, like, I think teams like Colorado and Maple Leafs being at 500 right now, like, it's not that, un, like, hard for them to just win four in a row. I mean, like, to imagine a team like that winning four in a row and then all of a sudden they're, you know, like, it's not like it's even a problem, right? Yeah. I mean, like, that's, and this is kind of like what we talked about. You know, last podcast where it's such like this stretch of games doesn't really necessarily matter. Like it's like you if know, you pick a random three yeah, week like chunk Sean said, in the middle you know, in the you know two thirds in the way into the season, yeah. you're going to have different narratives. Speaking and, of we, last year or not last year, last week we asked if the Canucks were going to win a game by the next time we record. Oh yeah, and and did not I tell you won. they'd win in Seattle? You, you did. You said that in the podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying. I'm following up for you, uh, for you, Sean. Here is to to let you uh, you know feel a vindication of being right. Um, about your prediction, but they've not only won one, they've won two games. Wow! Uh, since the last time, who could have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? Who'd have thunk uh, the Canucks could win some games? You know, all on the backs of Elias Pettersson. Let me check out the Canucks. Let's check out what they got going on um, or in the early season results. Because I haven't. We don't talk about the Canucks that much either. I don't think. No, not too much. I don't know. I mean, I don't think they they still have some issues, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're still two and five. Oh, Tyler Myers at the bottom, Elias Pettersson at the top. <laughs> Nothing surprising there. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that actually is like one of the least surprising things I've heard <laughs> so far. <laughs> I will also say Eric Goodbranson for the for the Blue Jackets again. He actually might be the spookiest player. He is the spookiest player. Eric Goodbranson yeah. might be the spookiest player. Four by four. <laughs> it's like it's you know, and I'm I'm still gonna say it's just maybe I said this last week, but the Blue Jackets. It seems like 
they were going for all in tank. And then Goudreau was just like, hey, I want to sign with you. And they're like, hold up. All right, we're not going to tank. We're getting Goudreau. I, I don't know. And, it it kind of feels... Well, like, yeah, you kind of have to... If you have the chance to get Goudreau, I mean, like, you have to. I know, yeah. Do you, though? <laughs> yeah. Like, given... But, like... He's still they're, been they're their just, second best player, like, I think, too. No, no I know that. Maybe but their like, best it does, Like, are they really closer to being a playoff team with Goudreau? Uh, well, like, so, like, a little taking, bit. You're not taking into account, like, different things. Like, the fact that, like, nobody's signed in that city ever. No, no I, I, yeah, that we've gone over this, but, yeah. Like, <laughs> I know that. I know that. What I'm saying, so though, they had they had to. It meant so much to this, to the city. Like, there's an extra dynamic to it. Yes. Yeah, but like they're just now going to be a little bit better, so they're going to have not a good shot at, at Bedard this off season. I'm just saying they could still, still awful. Yeah, I know they are. <laughs> but then, like Goudreau is like what 30? How old is Goudreau? He's way older than I remember him. He thinking he is. But it's I, not. Again, it's not about that. It was about no. Like one, it's a little bit. I think one of the things, like with you know, like it's kind of similar to like you know, players signing Winnipeg or Buffalo, right? That have historically had trouble yeah. keeping players, right? That I, I completely understand what you're saying, Sean. But it's more just funny to look at it from like our completely like kind of you know sealed <laughs> off in a vacuum, funny view and, of like you know. And the bigger the bigger problem is like the poor management outside of that. Like, I mean, well, I'm mostly just saying that like keeping they, Line a over like Bjorkstrand as an example, yeah. Yes. Well, and signing Gabranson. That's what I'm saying is that it looked like they were trying to tank, right? Like you signed, I, well, and I said like, this last no, week. I think it's just that's poor player management. I just I think that Yarmo probably thinks Gabranson was worth t- bringing in. Yeah, but what? Four by four, right? Yeah, was that's poor player management. Like that's like, <laughs> that's I like, just think they're poorly managed and they just like ended up on, you know, with Goudreau. That's all. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Speaking of the Blue Jackets, maybe one of the more surprising starts has been Liney this year, who is now all of a sudden uh, generating and you know shots and not allowing as many shots in in certain uh, even strength situations. Which yeah, is, that's it's too early for it that is. Stuff that, too. That's one of those. It's like yeah, that's a good you know that's a good um you know or like where Kaprizov looks like he's all defense, no offense. Yeah, right Kaprizov now. looks like a Selkie <laughs> candidate right now, which is really funny because it's uh, like Boldy Loki looks like he's Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Matt I Boldy, mean, you know, it's he so looks like funny. if you combined Wayne Gretzky, Mario <laughs> Lemieux, Eric Lindros. I, I gotta get, I gotta hand it shot. That that tweet was really good. That was a great tweet. The Hampus Lindholm. Some home people home. took that seriously. Of course, I mean, of they, course did. they did. So I Twitter for for those who are unfamiliar, Hampus Lindholm is if you combine. I gotta remember the players: Kale McCarr, Adam Fox, Adam Quinn Fox, Hughes. Roman Yossi, and Jacob Slavin. Because I had to throw like a good like defense only. You should have said Jonas Brodeen. <laughs> okay anywho but better and there's people that like there's i mean there's people i think that thought i was serious and then there, there's a lot of people that that like recognize that the joke although i think he's playing like insanely good hockey right now but yeah but anyway matt boldy it's so funny because the last game like dean evison is just literally like they lost ryan hartman to a fight again which is like you know really dumb in my opinion anyway but like so they they're without Felino, Greenway, and Hartman. And so they literally Everson was just playing him on every line. <laughs> yeah. Like Matt Boldy would just be out there on the second line. It was Caprizov and, then he'd and Boldy. stay out there and Caprizov would come out with, you know, whatever. And it's like literally Matt Boldy was just playing on every single forward line uh, in the night. And it was just like, what is going on? I was trying to see what the lines were. I was trying to figure out what they were doing. And then it's like, well, there's Boldy again. He's playing with everybody else now. It was just really funny. I, I yeah. really wish he played a full season last year. Yeah. yeah. That's well, what I really that, wish we could have saw because I think he could have won Calder. Well, that was the thing. He was still... Did we have him in our in our end of year ballot? You might have, but he just didn't play did. enough minutes for it. No. I know. I was, no. Like, in the chunk of time that he played, he was probably the best rookie outside of maybe Michael Bunting. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, at that what we would have said, yes. That's very a uh, very divisive uh, statement again, but yes. yes. Um, I think a lot of people like we're still going to vote for Cider regardless. That seemed you know, or like I don't know. It yes, but if Boldy had, and that was the thing we noted last year is if Boldy had played the whole year, it would have been kind of insane to see what his actual numbers were because like compared to all rookies, I mean, I'm trying to think outside of like. You know, I, I don't even know. Have we looked at like who all time rookies? Can we do that right now? What rookie seasons? Like, can we go back and look yeah. at? Yeah, we can look at the top rookie seasons. How does I he built that to Ron out. Pitlick? Yes. 
Because I was just going to look did at... You, did you see that video of Ren Pitlick talking at, like, a blood drive about, like... Um, composting? Composting and, like, like thrift store shopping and, like... No. You, no. <laughs> I retweeted it. You don't I, follow our every tweet, Sean? You're not, like, constantly oh, it checking was a our great, timeline? It was such a silly video of Ren Pitlick talking about, like, how... Like they use like what was it like? He got an indoor composting machine to yeah. help it make him. And how they like reuse clothes and like use secondhand clothes and stuff. And it was like and he was talking to some. I think it was like a fan and like it was. I don't know where it was. It's a blood drive in the arena. I think. Ah, uh, yeah. I anyway, yeah. But just you know, and I, I just back to Boldy. I don't want to like, you know. I'm sorry, Kings fans. We've been joking about is Fiala <laughs> going to be able to perform without Matt Boldy? Uh, but it's kind of like right now it's looking like Fiala has had a little bit of a rough start to the season. I'll just say. And Matt Boldy has looked like the best player in the wild, which is kind of he is silly. The best in the wild. Uh, no, well, so <laughs> yeah, I, this is my... No, I, I, Kaprizov, Kaprizov is still better than... No. Kapri, yes. Oh, yeah. Kaprizov's, Kaprizov's like top he, five in the NHL, Kaprizov dude. is so good. No. <laughs> yeah, what do you... Okay. I think so. I mean, like, here. that's just my... That's what know. our projections... That's what all but, of I, like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's not my opinion. This it's, is No, just, it's this is objective this is a calculated, science, yeah. Yeah. you know, statistical reason. Take it up to science. Yeah, but, but uh, no, I I did have a tweet that was speculating whether or not Boldy is the second best player in the wild now. Has and has he passed Spurgeon uh, in terms of the second overall? Um, for because for years Spurgeon was the best player in the wild, um, and then Kaprizov came on the team and you know dropped Spurgeon down to number two. But it was funny because Spurgeon actually has had a really good year. <laughs> like yeah, of course you know, it's it's Spurgeon the same thing. is like the same. It's like the Bergeron effect where like. Just always going to be good. Yeah, it's like Bergeron. You look at a wrapping chart from one season to the next. It's going to be good. It's honestly a new player like that is like Adam Fox. It's like I was looking at his early results. Adam Fox just looking like really good again. He does look good. And it's Spurgeon. (laughs) Same thing. It's just like there are these players that are like, (laughs) like I don't know. It's kind of an interesting thought, right? Is like why are some players? like consistently year over year like they just are the same and some players have massive swings and i wonder if that's just because we're missing some like because of the data we're we don't have to be able to kind of account for different i call it the kopitar effect where it's the up and down every year you know like one year the hard candidate next year is kind of just average or slightly above average sorry sean you were you look like you're gonna say something three three thoughts or three things (laughs) 33 one, thoughts. <laughs> one, uh, Rasmus Halin just scored again. <laughs> oh, God. What is the shooting percentage to start? Two, um, I think the point of consistency, like, I wish people would look into that a little bit more because it's kind of like the saying of, like, great, would you say, like, greatness isn't, greatness isn't about its peak. It's about being good consistently. Yeah, well, yeah. Really, I guess good, I, or like really good consistently. Like, I don't know. Has Bergeron at any given point been the best player in the league? And I think the answer would be no. Yeah, yeah. But Bergeron has given you consistent seasons for the last since. Well, I mean, he since had those we, injuries like early in his career, but like over the last decade, through injuries, he's been a top ten player every year. Or twenty uh, yeah. player every year, yeah, ten yeah. to twenty probably. I mean, it's the well, same thing, yeah. and that's the same thing with like Datsuk was the same. You know, he never won a heart, which is a, a crime. The Datsuk or a Selkie, da- Datsuk no, was probably like, or no, like, no. I obviously no. love Bergeron, but like Datsuk was on another level. Datsuk was just yeah. criminally underrated. I, I still think Datsuk is probably the greatest hockey player of all time, but that's maybe <laughs> a little bit. Uh, you know, I I, I should above really, way, above Gretzky over Gretzky. Over, over we just don't have anything for Gretzky. I know it's, it, it was a totally different era. Comparing across eras, difficult, obviously as well. It's yeah, it's impo- I think it's actually kind of impossible. I don't actually well, yeah. think that you could really even do it. I mean, you could, and I just don't know if I would even really ever trust it, given how different the, the well, the well it, it, was. it's just gonna be like I don't know because you keep you always hear about this with like talent distribution, right? And like in back in the day in the seventies. Like it was such a different game. Like you had, you know, enforcers all over the place. Like now, fourth lines are like, you know, skilled. Like your skilled fourth lines, they're very few, if any. There's like a couple in quote unquote enforcers in the league, and your all fourth lines are really, you know, they can play now. But anyway, yeah, I think that um, with hold on, where did I, where were we going? Oh, I don't with Datsuk. Just talking, I think Datsuk is the best player of the last at least 25 years. And like, and I wouldn't say it's that close. Like, I think obviously Crosby's in that conversation too. 
I mean, I think this is the hot take, right? Is that most people would say Crosby, right? Like almost everybody's going to say Crosby. But I think that Datsuk from a overall standpoint is just, an, in, I mean, there's not really anything. Even in today's NHL, I don't think that there's anyone like Datsuk. I would say that like in terms of total offense and defense impact, like the closest is maybe like what Austin Matthews, maybe. But Matthews is more his offense comes from shooting, which is really he's gotten very unlucky this year, given his historical shooting prowess. I mean, he's he was, I would say, unanimously the best shooter in the league. Right. Like Matthews. Is that is that up for debate? Like, are people going to say Stamkos? I, don't oh, know. I think it's no, Matthews. but I mean, I would say Stamkos's peak was probably criminally underrated. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yes. anyway, I think Stamkos overall has been criminal, yeah. like very underrated. Yes, I, I that... really was. I was hoping he'd keep up some of like the shooting spree. I don't think he's quite kept it up, but like he started the year with like seven goals in like the first like yeah. two weeks. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was like, like, yeah, I was kind of games. rooting for him. To, like I would like to see him get a heart. I was really yeah. rooting for him. I think it's a little bit past his time. I know that. I know that. I know that. But <laughs> Steven Stamkos, quite the peak. And then, okay, so third thing as well. So we never talk about prospects on here. We no. don't. Okay. But I'm going to I'm gonna bring a Jared Spurgeon type of, of, of player to you, maybe. Uh-oh. Well, he's hell probably yeah. got a little bit more talent and a little bit different. But Lane Hudson? So I don't know if you've heard of him. He's I playing haven't. at BU. And he's he's kind of okay. going nuts right now. Um, I think he leads them in points, and he's a defenseman. I think he leads them in points. I, I might be mistaken. And it was like second in the country or something. Okay. Um, he was a second round pick this year. He's an O four. He was born in O four. Oh my god, Josh and Luke. O four. <laughs> okay. I have like. If you think yeah. I'm young, I was in. I was 16. You were two. So <laughs> I, I think know. he was born in February of 04. So I was in, I was finishing up kindergarten. Oh, and he's 16? God. But I was already six years old. <laughs> that makes you feel old now. No, he's 18. 18. Sorry. Sorry. 18. 2004, 18. I was, I was he's, listening to. He's a five to... foot eight defenseman, so he's undersized and he's absolutely killing at BU. He's a Habs prospect, unfortunately. You should, you should see if you can get in and ask him, like, what kind of players that he watches. I've so... always been, I love that kind of conversation about, like, when, you know, who was it? Like, there was just one, some player, like, when players watch some player you would never think, like, they model their game. You know, you hear these quotes about how players model their game after, what was it? What was the one that just, Imagine me, like if I was, the thing is, if I was like a short, undersized defenseman, I'd be like Sedano Chara. <laughs> you know me. Well, I honestly, I've always wondered if like, if there were players out there, like defensemen who were like aspiring prospects or whatever, who were like, I, yeah, Jared Spurgeon, I, I, they were undersized, like, and they watched someone like Spurgeon or I don't I, know, I, you I know remember, who's another undersized defenseman who would like be a, you know, who's been around for a long time. Like, uh, Sam Gerard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Crew. Krug. Yeah, Krug yeah. is a good one. He's, yeah, uh, back with Boston. Yeah, but like Spurgeon he's is like I. I feel like is, Krug used to. I mean, he was really good with the Bruins. But well, when he knows. came in in 2013, the game was very different as well. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Have you guys yeah. watched like, like last summer? I want to say, or maybe it was like two summers ago. Maybe it was during COVID. Like I watched like the 2011 Stanley Cup Final, and it, the quality of hockey was absolutely putrid <laughs> especially the power plays who like, was in that was that the um it was boston right? that was boston, no, was boston. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah boston Tim thomas oh yeah yeah oh my god dude did tage thompson just is that a hat trick or is that two wait did he just you get it you gotta it's a hat trick tage thompson just had a hat trick <laughs> no <laughs> yeah hold on they're up seven three he's got already he has three assists too he's going nuts tonight Hold on, is this a six point game from no way uh, it, it's looking like this might be a six-point game from from Tage Thompson. This is this is nuts. no. That's not a hat trick, is it? They're throwing hats. <laughs> I'm just was, I'm live tweeting about the Sabers right now. Tweeting about the Sabers is an absolute gold mine on Twitter right now. I just I just uh, hey, look you know at this Jeff Skinner pass. Like, what is this team? I gotta watch the Sabers more. Oh my god. I mean, this is a solid goal too. I've, I've, the confidence. Oh my lord! Oh my god! This is a. He has Josh. He has seventeen point three fantasy points in our league right now. 
<laughs> like that's more than my I, team. I, oh he my! He literally just signed this gigantic contract after one year, and then he's like, "All right, putting the whole city of Buffalo on my back." Well, but he like, hasn't been good. No, he hasn't been good too. yet. He hasn't been good except for tonight. He's all of a sudden just out of his mind. Seven point game. Has he had a point on every goal? Uh, I no, I don't. Maybe I don't know. Actually. Well, no, because so. I don't think so. He only has six. Oh, he only has six points. Sorry, we just. Com- sorry, listeners. Yeah, I don't think he had a point got, on the Rasmus Dahlin we, goal. We just got completely derailed by uh by Tage Thompson discussion here. Well, so this is the thing I've wanted to do for a while. Is I really want to have like our own type of like game rating, like not kind of like game score, but like. You know, like for stuff from like that we would kind of develop, so we'd have we could have like the daily leaders and kind of like do a game ranking, basically like game score. I mean, we kind of do for our game prediction models, but it's like it uses like, on ice. You know what I really like? Not to interrupt you on this no, no, no. one. I liked Manny's idea of like star rating. Yeah, I like the idea mm. of matching it up. Wasn't more that Delos? To how what? Wasn't that more Delos? No, that thing? was Manny. He had he predicted. Uh, oh, stars of the like, game. I like the idea oh, of tying I see, it back I see, I see. into like specifically like how one would would come up with like the stars of the game. Granted, the NHL does a bad job of it at times, but it's like um, like if the metric could weigh like goals and assists or what you were on the ice for. However, you if you weighed it by the leverage of the situation. I think that would be really interesting. Like, if it's going to be a fun type of stat, I guess, or, like, more of, like, a truly game-by-game look, I think that's an yeah. interesting idea of, like, looking at it. Because a player would be more likely to be a first star if, you know, they were involved in the game-tying goal and they scored the game-winning goal, right? Like, that's first star right there. Yeah. I don't know. Just I- a thought. I mean, I think that the thing for me is that like what I really would like is for relative to teammate to work for single games, but it's like <laughs> it just doesn't. Like yeah. if you we I've done that before, and it's just like you know one player will be plus fifty like Corsi four. You know, it's just like you get some really wonky results, and you can't really build a model like or build kind of something like it would have to be like you'd have to do some like ad hoc adjustments to not have it be so like huge which i was trying to look into to basically so the idea is for our game score is that what we use is that we run this huge grid search it's called to of random weights for a bunch of box score metrics and then we use for each set of weights it gets multiplied by like goals assists shots on goal whatever and then for each random set you get a sum and then you use that sum for each player in a in a season to predict game wins and then based on that, you find the set of weights that best predict like a future game win. So that's how we do our game score. Uh, but it uses on ice like Corsi four and goals for goals differential because that just is what it works pretty well because it's basically incorporating team effects into the into the game or into the metrics. So it actually kind of you you're baking in together player performance kind of and team performance in a way. So, but it's not like really did the player was really good, you know, kind of thing. But well, I, I, I think on it's a, kind of yeah, a hard question, on, and on it's a, a lot. It's a it's a lot to kind. Of, there's a lot of different ways well, you could address it. It comes down to I think, and we could, you know, again, like we need to probably, especially with the release of the new models this year, or like the new metrics this year for the new season, uh, another gar glossary we should maybe schedule. But it kind of gets down to the evaluation of like what makes a player like how does a player contribute to their team, and like how much like does luck matter. Like, and is luck something that should be attributed to the player or should that just be stripped away to kind of find something like, you know, this, these are very, like, gen- gen- general questions. But I would actually say that in the best players in a, in a game are the luckiest players. I mean, in like that, you're not yeah. like, you know, like, you know, but you we could argue about this forever. But and we also are maybe need to, to end the episode here because the Buffalo is, you know, they Sean just scored is- again. <laughs> <laughs> they did with, they with just 39 the seconds left. Uh, it's eight Rasmus to three? Asplin scored. Asplin, that's Asplin. our guy. Eight three. <laughs> oh my god! I still think that the Sabers aren't that good. <laughs> They're not, but this is like this was quite the game. I mean, yeah, like Detroit also is. Thompson had nine shots on goal, three goals, three assists. <laughs> Oh my god. I saw Prashad tweet out this was the second time 
in the last 30 years that a player has had six points or more against the Red Wings. And the other player was Marner, I think, last February. Um, so it, this is historic stuff. This is <laughs> tonight. Live reacting. We're gonna the, the episode title for this this podcast will just be live reacting Buffalo versus the you know We did talk about it a bit. This is this is uh, yeah. something we should eventually I've wanted to do like some sort of live thing. Maybe Well here so this is what I, I would say is this is the end of this episode is what a live a live watch ends up looking like is us just kind of randomly you know, being like, Are you kidding me? You know, like yeah. saying random stuff <laughs> about like the game. Um well, we'd have fun. to do it live for everybody. I think that would be really fun. I think people need to pressure you into it. Uh yeah. I mean yes. I so. Well they're gonna have to pressure. Well maybe actually I don't know what time we were talking about C hack. I don't know what time C hack ends. But Bruins in Avalanche would be I mean, quite the game, game to watch. Ooh, as that would be quite the game to watch. It would be. Um, when is the maybe McAvoy's back? When is the then? actual game though? He will be on, back. Did you not yeah. know that? So McAvoy will be back by at least Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's what I. It was okay. like early December, I think, is what they said. They're like like. And well, no, so he's back practicing in a regular jersey. Yeah. They said okay, he'll be yeah. back by the twenty fourth, which is Thanksgiving. So he'll at least be back for the game against the Canes on the twenty fifth which the Canes will come up to Boston wearing their Whalers jerseys, I would assume. Okay. Um, Is that a joke? Are they actually going to wear their Whalers the Yeah, they wear like the Whalers jerseys every time. Tom Duncan oh, really? has no shame. Yeah. But they look good, so I don't really care. I mean, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's yeah. It's true. Anyway, we should end this so we can go, uh, you know, analyze, break down Tage Thompson's, uh, you know, game. Monumental his, night. Monument, yeah. His, his, maybe, is this the best game of the season already? Already? Are, are we, we seeing it? Are we seeing this the This is the th- most I've probably enjoyed watching a game all season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I will say, you know, the Sabres are. The Bruins games have been, but. Yeah, well, like that, what was it? Marshan came back and, you know, it was like. Just yeah, but like, that was against yeah. the Jackets and they just like blew them out yeah yeah the jackets i don't know uh, no okay. that was the night before the jackets they uh no it was out. against um, um uh it was oh, detroit, detroit i think it was detroit yeah yeah, yeah i was Same watching thing. that uh as well anyway um yeah we need to go in and analyze the tage thompson All game right. here so sean please take us out we'll be back next week maybe we'll come up with something interesting uh maybe we'll watch another game next week i don't know who's on on mondays and uh oh the bruins are on next week maybe i'll go to the game on monday Anywho, um, you should do the episode in the press box. Yeah, we could try to do that. Um, that's a wrap. We'll be back. Like, download the podcast, share the podcast, smash uh, the like, smash listen to it in the shower, button. whatever you want to do. Sing along with it, and uh, hopefully come back next week. And happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Happy All right, Halloween. Take, take it easy, Sean. <laughs>